Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money? Do we harmonize? I was wondering if you were going to hold your breath longer than me. I was going to stop. Then I realized you run like a seven-minute mile. Yeah, no. I got, you know, I, I, well, let me tout a book. I read... Rich Roll's book called Finding Ultra. I highly recommend What's his it. his name, Rich Rolls? Richard Roll. Yeah, he was a That's swimmer a at Stanford. Cool yeah, it is a cool name. But he's now in his 50s. It was very inspirational for me. He's now in his 50s. Um, he's one of the world's fittest men. And the book start out, starts out basically at 40. He was fat and about to have a heart attack and an alcoholic and quasi-drug addict. So, so there's hope for me. There's hope for you. But my point is... He does what's called zone two training. Zone two training is keeping your heart rate in the 140 to 150 beats per minute, which means very slow. For his age. Running very slow. Yeah, there's a calculation there um, how to figure that out. But I calculated mine's about 145. So I started this five. When when races were canceled and my desire to be on the podium, you know, running a 730 uh, half marathon has waned because of what's been happening, um, which I think I could have hit, by the way. Oh, absolutely. I, I started this zone two training uh, about I don't know, four or five weeks ago, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I am running longer. I am feeling better. Uh, certainly no pain. I ran a you know a ten miler. Two days later, I ran a twelve miler. I had no no pain whatsoever. Now I'm running slow, and that's frustrating. But I'm getting faster. My fitness level's increasing. So no, uh, we have no affiliation with Rich. You used to make fun of me for running slow. Well, because you were just running slow. You were just, that were, there was no strategy there. You were just like, I'm going my pace. Ah, don't talk to me. And I was like, come on, let's go. Anyways. I was zone two before it was cool. Ah, uh, you were. You had, the, you had the Garmin before they were cool. I remember. I you, had like the massive you computer Garmin. You had like Garmin. a LCD computer on your thing. Like you were like iPadding on your, on your watch. What do you run with now? Uh, well, I've been running one a while, but I've got now? a slimmer Garmin now what for the bike. What's that one thing on your wrist here? For those That's of you whoop. on the radio, you can't see that. But we do have a YouTube channel, and we're putting all these on YouTube. What is that? It's Whoop. What does that mean? Well, that's the name of it. It's called Whoop. Okay. What does that do? <laughs> I mean, what is it measures that? heart rate, sleep, etc. Ah, it's like okay. a fancy Fitbit, but it doesn't have the watch side of it because I like to wear an actual watch. Yeah. And it would look really weird huh. if I wore two watches. So now I wear this and this, and then people still go, why do you wear two watches? So, so you, that tracks your sleep, though. It looks like it's cutting off your circulation. No. Wow. It's tight. I'm just really hot under the lights and well caffeinated. All right, we're we're running. We got to get to our question. Thanks for uh, being patient here. We're we're having a lot of fun. And again, we do have a YouTube channel now. I'm not sure how to get there. We know how to get there. Well, It'll I still haven't set it up. Linked to so the site. So pretty soon we'll have pretty a link soon. up. We'll put a link on the site. We'll put it on all of our stuff, our social media, Insta, uh, DIY dot money, and our uh, Facebook DIY tribe. Uh, so you can check that out. But we're putting our podcast. We're doing those as videos, and we're putting them on the YouTube channel. So uh, let's hit our question today. Uh, this is in regards to. 529s and the SECURE Act, and there's a lot of uh, confusion regarding this. So without further ado, let's hit our question. What do you got? Stephen. D-I-Y! Hi, Quentin and Daniel. My name is Stephen, and I am from Iowa. Today, I'm submitting to ask about a tax advantage way to pay off student loan debt. 
and took out a small federally subsidized student loan to supplement my income during college, and now I plan to pay off the loan in a lump sum when I start my new job. I believe that I have come up with a way to earn tax credit above and beyond just student loan interest using a 529 plan. I would like to share this with you and listeners to get your opinion. The basic premise is an individual would set up a 529 investment account using themselves as the beneficiary. When the individual would like to make a payment on their student loan, they would first deposit the amount into a 529 account, then pay the student loan with the money added to the 529. Until 2019, funds in a 529 account could not be added for student loans. However, with the SECURE Act, this changed. Now $10,000 from a 529 can be withdrawn for use in student loan payments. Therefore, my question is, would the special movement of funds provide me with a tax credit, and is this something you would recommend? As an additional note, in some states, funds cannot be added and withdrawn from a 529 account in the same year. Okay, good question. Um, here's why I brought it up. It, it's a very easy, simple answer, unfortunately. Uh, Stephen, the answer is no, but we'll get there. We're going to expand upon that because, again, this is uh, coming up a lot more uh, recently, and uh, there's some confusion surrounding that. So, Daniel, what would you tell Stephen regarding his question there? Right, so uh, there's really not a tax-advantaged way to pay your student loans. You will have to pay your student loans with after-tax money uh, in 99.9% of circumstances. I, I can't, off the top of my head, think of an exception to that. I'm sure there's a way somehow, somewhere, that there is a situation in which that could be mitigated, but um, that's not the case for most people. Uh, also, be careful, you, you mentioned in your question, and I'm not sure... Uh, if it was referring to two different things. but So there's tax deductions, which would be like um, what you're thinking about is like when you put money into a 401k, you get a tax deduction. Uh, but then there was also, you used the term credit. Be careful using the difference between tax deductions and tax credits. That's really important when you're talking about taxes because credits are dollar for dollar. Deductions reduce your income by a certain amount and then that reduces your tax by your tax rate on that amount. So it's pretty significant mathematically as you do your taxes, the difference between credit and deductions. So just throwing that out there. Now, keep in mind, uh, 529, unlike a 401k, you do not get deductions for putting money into the account. So you put money into the account, it, the, the gains are then not taxable as long as you use that for educational purposes, etc. And with the recent changes, you can use uh, your 529 to pay for some student loans. However, generally speaking, because education was already deductible in some way, shape, or form uh, through the various different ways that you can deduct um, payment for education plus the interest on student loans. You, there's not now another tax benefit as far as being able to sort of root money through sort of a tax deductible fashion and then back to your student loans in, again, most circumstances. So the short answer to your question is uh, no, there's really not a great way to do this. I can't think of a scenario why it would make sense to, from a planning perspective, to you know put the ten thousand dollars into the five twenty nine and then immediately or with you know the next year or whatever take that out for the student loans. I will say that the one scenario I could potentially think of is some states do allow deductions for five twenty nine contributions. However, uh, since the state income tax rate is relatively low comparatively to the federal. Uh, and your cap on this is about you know $10,000, and then you're going to have to pay tax on the tax that you saved on the state level, the actual net benefit of this trickling down is, is going to be probably pretty minimal in most cases. So I, 
for all the logistical sort of hoops you have to go through to do that, you know, you might save three or four hundred dollars uh, max. This is why I wanted to bring this up. I think the big confusion, Stephen, and I've had this asked uh, by some other folks. In our state, uh, the state of Kentucky, we are going through quite a, and many other states are, are going through this as well, quite a, a difficulty restarting school, right? So we have uh, now, our governor has, well, we've already been delayed. We've already started uh, that, you know, we're pushing back our start date till the end of August. And now recently, at least in our community, uh, we're starting the first couple of weeks online. That's everybody. And then potentially going back. And then just recently, the governor came out and said, hey, we'd like to uh, propose or, or have schools consider uh, going even further. So uh, going out even further. So that's resulting in um, a lot of folks we know going, enough is enough. We're going private. And, and why do I say that? Because a lot of these private schools are saying, look, we've put everything in place that we want to put in place. We feel safe. We feel good about it. We're moving forward. So people have started to make a jump from public to private. Um, I won't jump on my, my soapbox today, but I'll tell you that. This is changing the dynamic of education. This is changing the dynamic of, of the inequality situation we see in our America, in, in America, um, tenfold. I mean, that's a guess, but it's going to be massive. Um, but nonetheless, they're making changes and moving, if they have the means to do so, going from public to private. Uh, they've asked, a couple of them said, hey, uh, now that we can use money, it makes sense to make a contribution to 529 and then turn around and, and use it to pay the private education. Because also in the SECURE Act is the ability to now use 529 money, not just for higher education, but also for private education prior to college. That used to be designated for educational savings accounts and not just, um, let's say, custodial accounts. So again, 529 used to be college only. Now it can be used for private education. So the question was, can I make a contribution, take a tax deduction, and then turn around and use it for private education? And the answer is, no, you cannot, because you don't get a tax deduction federal on your 529 contribution. The only thing I would say, and this is also um, in regards to student loans, is if you used time to your advantage. So what I mean by that is, obviously you're investing money in a 529 plan. So the only benefit, and this is kind of playing a little bit of a gamble, and it's a dangerous one at that, is investing, looking for a return on that money, and then using the growth and your capital to then pay off student loan debt, right? So if you put that 10,000 in, and in four or five years, six years, seven years, let's say it was double, 20,000, uh, then you could then take that money out, pay it towards your student loan, and because of your interest rate on your student loan, you might have made out. But let me tell you, that's a dangerous game, and one I would not advise playing, because conversely, you could see that decline. 529 is an investment plan. You can choose your investments in most instances, some you cannot. But ultimately, if that backfires on you, now you don't only owe the 10000 but you don't even have the 10000 to pay it because you've lost money in the market. So that's the only time I think that if somebody was saying, hey, I want to be putting money in to this plan. For example, and I'll end here, we had some uh, friends, clients in our business who long ago, they took the custodial route in as far as saving for their kids, which we've talked about regularly. Yep. And also, I said, look, if you do want to do college or, or designated education, how about an ESA, which you could use for private education? This was prior to the 529 changing their rules. So ultimately, now 
they weren't in private education, they're going to be switching and they're going to use some of that ESA to pay for that private education. Again, th that's not, they didn't get a tax benefit for putting it in, but it's there and it has grown considerably because the market's uh, gone up. Now they have the benefit of using it. So there's a lot of information there, but I think you just have to understand some of these things, these nuanced laws. 529 is not our, my personally, our, our desired way to save for college or for a children's future. We've done podcasts on that in the past. You can simply look at that. But understand there is no specific deduction for that. Anything else to add there, Daniel? Uh, not as far as the 529 thing goes. I would say uh, in the news, in the headlines and so forth, is the executive order as far as student loan repayment breaks being extended through the end of the year. Uh, remember, that was scheduled to stop uh, October 1st. Uh, just make sure that you talk to your lender because uh, there is some disagreement about whether or not the executive branch has the authority to do that. So come October 1, if you have a payment due and you've not been making a payment because you've been exempted, just be sure to talk to your lender because we're still not sure the full clarity on that executive order yet. All right, there you go. Check us out on Insta, DIY.money, or our DIY tribe on Facebook. Remember, friends, secret to wealth, very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.